0: Hi everyone, it's Leslie Keith here again. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipidema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipidema. Today I'm joined by Carrie Reedy, a specialist in nutritional medicine as well as functional medicine. She is a part of the global coaching collaborative at Lipidema Simplified. And not only does Carrie like to share the science around health promoting food choices, but she also knows the importance of translating this into practical, everyday tips and tricks to make the food as medicine approach manageable, no matter how busy your life gets. Carrie, so great to have you here with me today. How are you doing? Oh,
1: pretty good. Pretty good. I'm so excited to be with you as well. We're massive fans of you. You know, I just had this funny thing happen today in the car. I often listen to Living Well with Lipedema in the car. I have about 10, 15 minutes drive to get my youngest child to school and put the podcast on and it started and my daughter, who's seven, in the background goes, oh, good, we're going to listen to Leslin." And I thought, oh, my goodness, how hilarious is that, that she recognised your voice, that she was excited about listening about lipedema.
0: <laughs> So I'm very excited to have you on. And then maybe your youngest can be hearing this podcast and hearing you talk on there. Oh, I don't think she'll
1: be as excited about that as hearing you.
0: (laughs) So it's wonderful to be here with you, even though we're separated by probably about 16 hours or in in completely different time zones. But today, Carrie, I want to talk to you about that your training really helped you look holistically at a person's health story. And it helps you to tease out what the root causes of their health issues are. How has this helped you in your practice with clients with lipoedema?
1: Oh, what a great question. I think that it's very easy when you get a diagnosis of any type of condition, whether it's lipedema or anything else, just to kind of almost have tunnel vision and look at it and go, well, this is the condition. How do I treat this one thing? In my experience, working with lots of ladies now with lipedema. There's often not just one thing. You know, it's yes, lipedema is a big diagnosis. There's a lot going on with that, but often there's various other factors that are at play as well. And I think if we just start considering, okay, this condition is lipedema, what is the protocol to help support someone with this condition, rather than looking more holistically and a bit more globally, I think we can miss some of the key things that need to be approached, I I often talk to my clients and I get them to kind of imagine a picture in their minds of a tree and the leaves and the branches of that tree being all of the signs and symptoms that they experience. And, you know, we know that for lipoedema, that may be pain, it may be weight loss resistance, it could be swelling, you know, but there can be other things in their health story as well. You know, there, there can be fatigue, there can be low mood, there can be, you know, gut issues, there can be hormonal issues, there can be all sorts of things going on. And, by looking sort of a bit more globally, we can start to consider that these leaves and branches that we're seeing in this imaginary tree have some roots. And that's, you mentioned before about looking at root causes. Originally, my academic training was in nutritional medicine, but more sort of recently than that, I did some extra study in looking at, I guess it's called functional nutrition, but it's kind of the nutrition arm of functional medicine. And we really do like to delve into not just what's going on in those leaves and branches, those signs and symptoms that a person experiences, but what's going on in underlying that at the cellular level, at the biochemistry level, what's driving these signs and symptoms, you know, the growth of these leaves and branches. And so when I work with someone with lipedema, I think we really need to be looking at the roots of this growth of the tree and also the terrain in which the, these roots grow. So if you would say to me, what are the main roots of a situation like this? And I'm talking, I guess, more generally than just lipoedema, but we need to consider genetics. You know, the conditions like lipoedema certainly run in families. We need to consider the health of the digestive tract, the robustness or lack of robustness in the immune system. They're probably the three biggest roots. But I also like to consider as a key driver for conditions like this, what's going on in the cells? What's going on in the mitochondria? How much energy producing capacity do these cells have? Because, you know, detoxifying, healing, all of those things take a lot of energy in the body. And I also like to think about the state of the nervous system. You know, what's going on? How does this particular person respond to stress? Now, we know that all of us have stress in our lives, you know, it's unavoidable. But how well do we respond? And not just from a from a mental point of view about how do we respond to the stresses, but at a physiological level, how does our body respond to these stresses? Does it quickly go into a fight or flight state? And if so, what's that doing to all of these other chemical messengers going on in the body? But just going back to the main uh, roots that I mentioned before, you know, the digestion, the immune system, we can be eating the best diet in the world. And, you know, we know for lipoedema that right now we're talking about the benefit of a ketogenic diet. But if we're eating a ketogenic diet, but other areas of our health aren't being addressed, then we may not be getting all of the benefit from the diet that we would like to be getting. So let's just sort of talk a little bit more about that root, that digestion route. How well are we digesting and absorbing the food that we're eating? Just because we're eating it doesn't necessarily mean that we're getting all of the nutrients out of that food. So that's certainly an area that we need to consider. We want to think about the the speed of which food's moving through the digestive tract. And I guess I consider this in terms of do people have an irritable bowel? Are things moving through too fast? Are things moving through too slowly? Interestingly, about 25% of people that have lipedema also have an irritable bowel syndrome. And I think there's an interesting correlation. Have you seen that in your practice, that some of these other things are quite common to have digestive distress along with lipedema?
0: Absolutely, Carrie. And I'm so happy that that is one of your roots. And and I see that actually very intertwined with another one of your roots, which is the immune system. Mm. Because the lymphatic system is a big part of the immune system. The lymphatic system is affected in lipidema. That's and nice. your lymphatics are involved with digestion because they are the thing that, that gathers, absorbs all the fat that you eat yes. and transports it to the circulatory system. So I see those as actually being very essential roots that we need to address with someone with lymphedema. Mm. So I am so happy to have you bring those up.
1: Yeah, and I do see it regularly that as we can bring some calm back to the digestive system that some of these other signs and symptoms that people experience can settle down as well. And so I think that's a really important point that you've made about how so much of the lymphatics is intertwined with the digestive tract. And we know that there's a lot of, lymphatic tissue in and around the digestive tract. But if that's being, I guess, overstimulated by an overreactive immune system, then we are going to have issues with our lymphatics as well. And, you know, that's, I guess, what I talk about in terms of that immune system, is our immune system overreactive or underreactive? If our immune system sort of primed, you know, and overreacting to everything, we will be sending out so many chemical messengers, out to all sorts of parts of our body. And I think about, maybe I can just kind of explain a little bit the way that I think about the immune system. I think about the immune system as being the sort of overarching radar, sentinels, whatever you want to call it. But inflammation is the communication system of the immune system. And so when the immune system, you know, flags something as being a problem, it sends out all these chemical messengers, and that's what creates some of this inflammation. And if we have too much inflammation in the system, then it's like an army with too many resources. You end up with a bit of collateral damage going on. And I think about lipoedema in terms of, is there just a whole lot of collateral damage in terms of that inflammation impacting cells far away from where the source of that inflammation is, but it's just become collateral damage. I don't know whether that's just my way of kind of getting some sort of understanding about what's happening. But in terms of what do we do about that, it's really important that we start addressing why is the immune system overreactive rather than just trying to dampen down that inflammation. We really wanna go in underneath and say, well, why is the body overreacting? Is there a food intolerance? Is there something else going on? Is there a lingering infection or a parasite or something else happening that is leading the immune system to being overreactive? But the flip side of that, Leslyn, is the immune system can also be underreactive and not actually deal with those threats Appropriately, and so they linger, and that can also be contributed to a lot of inflammation in the immune system. These roots of this tree don't exist in isolation, you know, they exist in, you know, thinking about our tree analogy in soil. And the foods that we eat and the way that we eat certainly play a role and likely a key role, but there are other factors. I talk about the soil being the food, you know, how well we sleep what sort of stress load we're under, whether we have practices on board to help us manage that stress, whether we're well hydrated or not. Even simple things like having a sense of purpose and connection in our life can have a positive or a negative impact depending on what that is. And, you know, the last one being our ability to exercise and move around. We know for lipoedema that exercising in water is fantastic, but also we need to consider just some of that non exercise-related movements, how the things that we do each and every day, rather than being sort of sitting in a chair all day, which we know can negatively impact our lymphatics, are we getting up regularly and moving around just to try and keep that lymphatic flow happening? So, you know, that's what I consider to be important to consider in conditions like lipoedema, looking a bit more sort of broadly and holistically about some of these underlying factors that could be at play as well. It's not just one diet, one solution, because we are all so different, Leslyn, you know, that what's driving this condition for one person is likely to be different from what's driving it for another. And that's where we sometimes need to take a bit of time and tease out what the underlying factors are for each and every person and being able to address them on an individual level can really make a difference in terms of getting the most amount of benefit out of the dietary changes that we're making.
0: Thank you, Carrie. It sounds like having a coaching session with you would be absolutely fantastic. So thorough and really helping people understand the root causes of what's going on with them and then how to make that terrain, that soil more nourishing and help deal with those what's going on with those root causes. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And I'd like to also give a big thank you to all of our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org/flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another. Living Well with lipedema Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2 make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.